All right, guys, welcome back. Episode two, Off the Edge. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch, and uh, we're here to talk more about the NFL. Thanks for having let's, us. Let's go. Hey, episode two, Off the Edge, Jake. Hey, we're, we're cooking with grease here, my man. We really are. And last episode, in case you guys haven't checked it out, you can over on the Believe channel as well as our channels, just pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, you know, video content. Uh, we talked about Jalen Hurts's contract. We got into whether or not the Bengals should move on from Joe Mixon and draft B. John Robinson, uh, even the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson piece. So we, we talked about quite a bit last time. Uh, excited to get into it before we do. As always, betonline.ag is your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs, basketball and MLB, NHL, hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options, your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, Cam, I think people know, uh, even though it was one episode, I think people know where we start. It is the burning question. That is how we do things around here. Let's go. Uh, so, Cam, I thought of this burning question because... It seems like right around this time every year we have some seriously talented veterans uh, that would be considered household names, meaning you could ask the maid in your house if you have one or, you know, you could ask your mom, even who she's not even in the NFL. And she probably has heard of the name DeAndre Hopkins, Buddha Baker, you know, Dalvin Cook, Devin White. So my question for you, Cam, the burning question. Is it worth it to trade assets to acquire any of the rumored available established guys that I just named Hopkins, Baker, White and Cook, or should teams focus capital on drafting players and taking advantage of the cheap rookie deals? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm vibing with that burning question. Definitely uh, feeling free to trade those assets. I think, especially if they're requested, right? Like Devin White, for an example, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I've, We've seen Buda Baker. We've seen these guys request trades. It's been on ESPN. It's been on all the platforms. So I think if those guys don't want to be there, then it's like, all right, if you want to be on this team, then, you know, feel free to move. And you can't always move on situations like that. I think a team has to assess whether another leader on that team can fill that role. Right. I think a lot of times when people, if someone that's in the corporate space and working a job now, so they can relate, right. I want to tie this together. If you're on a team, let's say, or you're working at a job for two to three years, the culture has changed, the leadership uh, amongst everyone in, in your in that company has changed because you were there, you made it better. I think that's really important. So you look at a Devin White, for example, you look at a DeAndre Hopkins, whatever team that they that they're on, whether it be the Buccaneers or the Cardinals, that team is now better because of their leadership. And so when teams look at trading these guys, I would say, is there another young man or another young person, woman, or whatever that looks like? that can fill those shoes um, leadership wise. I think that's really important. Um, the reason why I say that is, you know, this talent that we're talking about, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Devin White, Buda Baker, you can't really find that in many places. So 
it's not about replacing their talent. It's really replacing their character, right? Or really filling in those shoes of their character and their leadership abilities. I think that's really important. And the reason why I say that is because if you go back to the Patriots, um, I had a chance to to broadcast, uh, you know, the Patriots and the Rams and looking at some of these Patriots teams that have won, of course, they have your Tom Brady, but also, you know, some of the people that they play with, Chris Hogan and uh, Julian Edelman, these guys, if you look at Julian Edelman's career, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, it's like, ah, Julian, he's a Super Bowl winner. Uh, hopefully he gets to go into the Hall of Fame. I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but your D-Hops, of course he's going to go. Devin White, of course they're going to go. And so to see the Patriots win with guys that um, are role guys and that can step up, I think that's I think that's really important. So if a guy, if a team were to trade away a DeAndre Hopkins or a Devin White, who can fill those shoes? You know, I think about a Levante David for the Buccaneers. You got Levante there. So Devin White, if he does decide to go, you got a leader in that locker room. It's hard to replace that Devin White talent because of LSU and their, their football there. They play really well, but you have a leader in that locker room. So I think just to go back to answer your question, teams should feel free to, to trade a player. Like I said, if they request a trade, because they don't want to be there anymore. And also if you have a leader that can back them up in their character, I think that's, is really important because the talent it's, it's hard to copy when it comes to a D hop or a Devin white. And now I want to ask you from the other side of things for you being a team, maybe you're on the rise. Does it make sense? Like we've seen in the past, you know, the chiefs, instead of going out and getting Odell Beckham jr. This year, um, the Chiefs, instead of going out and getting DeAndre Hopkins, like they're relying on a guy that they drafted uh, last year, right? Um, you know, they went out and drafted. You know, I, I wonder because if you're sitting there as a team and you're like, hey, do I go with Dalvin Cook or do I draft a running back like Jameer Gibbs? I mean, I guess it really depends on how much you're giving up, right? I mean, do you personally, like if you're running a team right now and regardless of where you are as a team, like just say you're, you're middle of the road. Are you focusing more on bringing an established guy, maybe to sell some seats uh, like a Deandre Hopkins, or are you like, you know what? I think if I need a guy that can go up and high point the football, there are some guys in this class that can do that. And you know, Quentin Johnston, for instance, out of TCU first round talent. I have a first round pick. I'm just going to take him. Like, where are you on that? Do you prefer the capital or do you prefer moving the capital to get the uh, the, the veteran player? Yeah, I, I like the concept of, like you said, it depends what where you're at with the team. I think it's situation by situation. I every team that. is, yeah, situation, situation, situation. Every team is different, right? So, for an example, the Buccaneers, uh, the Rams, like both of those teams have won championships. So, now they're trying to get back to that. So their needs are going to be a little bit different from a team who has never touched a, a championship field. So when it comes to these guys, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, Devin White, Dalvin Cook, Buda Baker, they want to win. I mean, point blank period, you saw Buda Baker, some of his hard knock stuff. He's screaming at the team, yelling at the team, saying, hey, we must do better. And so for guys like Buda Baker, you want to bring him on a team that – you know, that's been winning and can use that extra little push to kind of get over the hump. So I, you know, I actually immediately talked about last podcast, the Bengals last episode and the Bengals and Joe Mixon, right? The Bengals are always like right there to winning a championship. So if you do get that extra uh, leader in the locker room to say, Hey, like let's make the tweak on a couple plays throughout the year. And I bet you will be in the Super Bowl. So 
it just depends on the need. So I could see a, a team like the Bengals using a guy like Buda Baker to beat, you know, your, your Bills and your Chiefs. So it just depends. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, he's getting towards the end of his career, you know, like not say the end of his career, but middle endish. He wants to win some football games. He's been around in a couple places. He wants to win some football games. Been to the Texans, been to the Cardinals. So it's going to be his third team. So he's going to be like, guys, I kind of want to, I want to kind of get me a chip right now. And so, Devin White, he already won a championship, so you can probably bring him to a team that's looking to get there and needs that that leadership and that experience. And so, yeah, Jake, I think it all depends on what a team needs. I mean, we saw last year there was a big trade. You know, Chicago, they kind of didn't know what they were doing with Roquan Smith. Uh, Smith had voiced his, you know, pleasure of wanting to stay there. You know, he wanted to to play out his career in Chicago, and uh, that wasn't to be. I, I don't really know what happened with the negotiations, but they clearly went south because he's now a Baltimore Raven, and he did get paid. Um, but I think when you look in terms of that, it's also based on philosophy because, you know, you mentioned the Rams. Like, they weren't a team before Bobby Wagner to go out and really pay linebackers, right? So while they didn't trade for Bobby Wagner and they signed him and now he's no longer there, like that wasn't really their philosophy. They weren't a team that would go out and get a Roquan Smith, right? But they are a team in the past that has traded for a wide receiver in Sammy Watkins. They're a team that has traded for a cornerback in Jalen Ramsey. So when I look at quarterback as well in Matthew Stafford, so when I look at it, I guess it kind of depends on what the team prefers, right? Because you know, you look at a team like, say, you know, the Ravens, I didn't not it, it didn't shock me at all that the Ravens went after a linebacker. Right. Um, you know, we look at the Broncos, they go after a quarterback. You know, it didn't shock me at all. The, the Broncos were a team that wanted a big name quarterback, They're the same team that did the same thing with Peyton Manning. Um, there are teams that value running backs. I mean, you saw the 49ers, they gave up almost their entire draft uh, to go out and get Christian McCaffrey. So I think yeah. it really depends on who you are what your philosophy is and where you stand. Because if you're saying right now that you want a DeAndre Hopkins and your team is bottom of the league, but you just want a big time receiver to put butts in the seats. I don't know if Hopkins will even play a game for you. I think he'll request another trade, right? Um, You know, if you're a team that needs a leader in the locker room, a voice, um, you need a, a hard hitting safety in the back end of your secondary, then go out and get Buda Baker. I mean, if you can do it, I mean, I would be kind of cool to see him with Minka Fitzpatrick in Pittsburgh. I'm not going to uh, lie. Um, yeah, so that's another fire. one. You know, Devin White, if you feel like you need that that leader in the middle, you need a, a true linebacker that, that has 4-4 four, four speed, the the lateral, uh, you know, explosiveness to get from sideline to sideline. If you're looking for that athleticism, you're not going to find it all over the draft. You're definitely not going to find it this year. You know, there's not a linebacker that I think is going to go in the first round. So you could argue Devin White has more value because of it, but we've seen the Roquan Smith trade and what that kind of looks like a second, I believe a fifth. Um, So that's interesting. And then you have Dalvin Cook. And this is a little weird because Cook might not have as much, um, you know, left in the tank. He is a running back. You, you know, you have a certain amount of years with the running back first off second. He's had issues staying healthy. So, while he can lay some punishment out and he is a good running back downhill, I have concerns about his durability. So I think that it's all, it, it kind of goes back to what we were saying at the end of the day, it depends on who you are and like what kind of trade you're trying to make. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then you go back to the Dalvin Cook piece, right? With the running backs, with the linebackers, this might be the only contract they get. This next contract, this it, it might be it. And so I think they want to go big. I think if I am, you know, your Dalvin Cook, go somewhere where you can win right now. I mean, do you go to the Bills? I think we talked about it on the previous episode, right? It's the Bills love running backs. So do they go out there and get you a Dalvin Cook so you can go and, you know, you can beat your Patrick Mahomes and your your Joe Burrow. So there's always those little pieces that, that can make sense. And then for Devin White, he's fairly young, so he might have a little bit more leeway there. He has a Super Bowl as well. So I think he, he might have probably the most – some the most leverage out of everyone in this group, uh, of course, DeAndre Hopkins. He's a a premium receiver, but with with your Devin White, a team can build around Devin White, right, for a good amount of years, and he has a Super Bowl. None of the guys in that group that we just listed have a Super Bowl, so I agree with you. Devin White might be the best prospect when it comes to trading and and getting some value out of that. And, and I think it's really important to also realize, like, you have to have a goal in mind if you're one of these players because. If you're trying to go to a winning team, then you might have to take less money, right? They might need you to restructure. They might need you to take a pay cut, rework, deal, all that. If you're trying to just get paid, then you might just be going to a Chicago Bears team that has like 100 million in cap space or whatever the hell they have, you know? But, uh, (laughs) you know, you you try to go to a a team like that and you're like, all right, I'm going to go get paid. But you also might not win a a Super Bowl. Like you can't have both. I mean, sometimes you can, but it's very, very unlikely. So... That's the thing. And I think those guys know it, obviously, you know, making those uh, those trade requests. And some of them are rumored. I think Cook is rumored. Uh, Hopkins, Baker and White have all requested trades uh, from what I've seen. So um, moving on, Viber don't vibe with segment. We got. Yeah, we love this segment. We just started (laughs) it. It's awesome. Uh, All right. Here's one. The Giants should trade Saquon Barkley. Ooh, spicy one. I mean, one thing I do know, the Giants did really well last year, Jake. The Giants did really well, well compared to what they normally do. Um, one thing about one thing we do like to say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I think that's important. Um, just going to the good old PPF here, uh, looking at Saquon Barkley. I know he was eighth in touchdown, so he had 10 last year. Uh, he was number, he was fourth in rushing yards, uh, and fourth in carries. Uh he was 30th in, in yards per carry. So um, that that is a little. Oh, sorry, he was 30th in yards per carry with 4.4 yards. So that is a little concerning. But like I said, one thing I do know is if it's not broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. Um, when it comes to quarterbacks, they like their guys, right? And so if Daniel Jones, you know, loves to say Quan Barkley, then he might fight for him to stay if he's able to win. So um, like I said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, trading him either if I'm vibing or don't vibing, I'm gonna go. No vibe, Jake. I'm not vibing with it. Uh, I, I like a Saquon. Um, he's done well uh, for the Giants. They've been winning football games. Uh, he's he's increased his numbers over the past year. So no vibe for me. Don't don't trade Saquon. What do you think? I'm going to go absolutely not. I don't vibe <laughs> with that at all. I mean, you can't. How do you how do you do that to your fan base? You, you, you don't go out and give Daniel Jones the bag and then say, well, we drew the line at Saquon. Like that doesn't work that way. I mean, the the thing is, it, it does work that way. We've seen it. Um, but that's how organizations fail. Now, I can understand if you don't want to pay Saquon. Okay, I understand running backs, all that. Draft a running back. This is a loaded class. 
I mean, I think Israel Abanacano is a top five running back, and I've been seeing him go in the fifth round. Like, this is a really, really good running back class. You got Jameer Gibbs. You got Bijan Robinson. It's another one of those conversations we could have. They could be a, a team right there to, to draft yeah. Bijan. Uh, but I mean, for real though, you got Bijan, you got Jameer Gibbs, you got Tajay Spears, you got B- Abanacanda, uh, Keaton Mitchell out of East Carolina. I mean, there's so many guys, Devon A. Chain, the list goes on. Uh, there are guys in this draft that could get you that developmental potential starter after Saquon. I, I understand he doesn't want to play on the franchise tag. If he like leverages a trade, if he pushes in that direction, then you can't really salvage it. Okay. I mean, that's not where you want to see this thing go, but we kind of had a little bit of a suspicion here because the running back market's been kind of all over the place, right? Uh, since Todd Gurley's, uh, you know, unfortunate, uh, you know, torn ACL that turned into the arthritic knee and everything. I think teams are really scared to pay running backs. I mean, look at, you know, Le'Veon Bell. So I think that's, it's Saquon is trying to kind of fight for the running back, uh, you know, position. Um, and I totally get that, but I also feel like the league might not value a Saquon like you and I value Saquon maybe for a fantasy football team. And that's just the sad truth. So I don't vibe with trading him, but if there's no other option, then I don't think you have a choice. If he's not going to play under the franchise tag, then you trade him before the draft starts. Like I'm I'm, or the night or the, yeah, the night of. Yeah, and you know, one thing I always we always like to say, right? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Another thing, happy wife, happy life. I said <laughs> on the last episode, happy Daniel Jones, great team. And I, I think about this. You mentioned some of those young draft prospects that can step in for Saquon Barkley. I'm thinking about the NFL in general, and I'm thinking about blitzes, blitz pressures. I'm thinking about responsibility and Number three, I'm protecting about protecting your quarterback. We talk about this a lot on the Believe in Rams episode when it comes to Matthew Stafford and making sure he's protected when it comes to the offensive line. And a lot of times when it comes to the running backs, they're responsible for blitz pickup. And if you get some of these young rookies who are coming into the NFL, it's a different ball game, Jake. I mean, you got guys who are humming, who are who are getting paid millions of dollars to take off Daniel Jones's head. And I know my Megan run. I know Daniel Jones has wheels, but we don't want to see him running for his life. You know, we'd rather see him running for a touchdown and bring again a young running back or a rookie. That could be a little risky, Jake. That could be a little risky. So now that, that we're talking through this a little bit and we're kind of unpacking this, I don't think you really, really move on to Saquon, from Saquon Barkley with the new draft pick unless you unless you want them or unless you bring someone in to, to learn behind him. Right. I would feel more comfortable with that is bringing someone behind Saquon Barkley. Maybe it's another veteran or not not a first rounder, not a second rounder. You know, you don't want to you don't want Saquon to be upset where it's like, oh, I got this young rookie behind me. So I don't know how long I'll be on this field field for. And he lets a block, you know, a blitz slip pass and hits Daniel Jones. And then he's on to this next contract <laughs> a little bit later. We, we don't we don't want any of that drama, anything slipping through. Um, I think if you're the Giants organization, the first thing is protect your quarterback. And the way you protect your quarterback is you build your offensive line and you make sure your running back can block for him. And you make sure your running back can run the ball because when you run the ball, that opens up the pass game, vice versa. So, like I said, now that we're talking through it, no vibe. <laughs> do not do not trade Saquon if you don't have to or pay the man. Yeah, I mean, if if he puts you in a situation where, you know, you don't have any other choice, then you kind of put yourself in that situation yourself. Uh, yeah, it's just a, 
you know, I'm not jealous of them. I'm not jealous of them being in that situation. I'm not jealous of the people that have to hash that whole thing out because that could end really ugly. This is one of those things we'll have to double back to because when I look at this news segment or, you know, this, this piece of news, this is something that right now people are a little distracted, right? There's, there are things going on, but let's monitor this because this could turn into something on draft night. This is one of those things where, you know, we kind of, you know, maybe with AJ Brown a little bit, we kind of just were like, eh, I don't know, AJ. And then he gets traded on draft night. Same thing with Marquise Brown, you know, so we, we don't really know how this is going to go, but um, I agree with you. I, I really don't vibe with trading him uh, unless it's like literally the, the last scenario that you have. Uh, so that, that's that. Um, speaking of the last scenario that you have, the 49ers have three quarterbacks, that could potentially start this year. Um, I'm not saying three franchise quarterbacks. I'm definitely not saying three great quarterbacks, uh, but they have Brock Purdy who had a really good year, um, you know, towards down the stretch when he had to take over for the 49ers uh, helped lead him in the playoffs. And I believe he went like seven and one. I mean, it was really, really good for them down the stretch. Now keep in mind plays in the very quarterback friendly scheme that, you know, Kyle Shanahan has invented for pretty much any quarterback. Um, but Purdy has mobility. Purdy does help in this day and age, you know, with his ability to move around the pocket, he can make the throw down the field. Um, we didn't really get to see it, but I think the big thing about him at Iowa state that I always had an issue with was just his poor decision-making. And I think he did a good job. He needs to, you know, have some credit where credit's due, but I do think that there's, it's very fair to say that Kyle Shanahan's offense, not allowing him or rather forcing him into some trouble kind of kept him away from that. So now that teams have tape on him going into this year, he's a little bit of a question mark. Um, you know, all, all that. Then you have Trey Lance. who You spent two first rounders on and they're constantly getting flamed for it. They haven't won a super bowl. Uh, you know, so it's the, the whole thing like, well, what were you doing? You know, but at the same time, Trey Lance is my number one quarterback in that draft. Like I was all for trading up to get Lance. He's had some issues like injury wise. Uh, he's constantly been, you know, in the, the headlines as, Oh, well he had a bad day in practice. You know how it is. I mean, we saw it with Zach Wilson where everyone was saying Joe Flacco had a better uh, off season program than Zach Wilson. It's just, you know, that's the media putting pressure on you. Right. Um, but Trey Lance has had nothing but good things uh, said about him from his teammates. You know, George Kittle talked highly about him, you know, and, and I'll say this right now. Uh, Trey Lance, he played in a monsoon week one, and then week two, he gets hurt. And he's out for the year. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that was his season. So then you bring in Sam Darnold, who had a little bit of a, dare I say, resurgence at the end of last year. He wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. And he was good enough to manage a team and, you know, before you, you laugh and, and cackle at me for even suggesting that this is the 49ers. They don't need an Aaron Rodgers. They don't need a Tom Brady. They've been doing what they've been doing with Jimmy Garoppolo. And it, like, he's a solid quarterback, but he's not somebody that's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And that's not needed in this offense. This offense is designed to win after the catch. You have guys all across the board that have the archetype to win after the catch, whether that's Brandon Ayuk, whether that's Debo Samuel, whether that's Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, you know, it, it's all over George Kittle. So vibe or don't vibe with cam, the starting quarterback for the 49ers. As I prefaced that for a long time, 
Uh, <laughs> this year will be Brock Purdy. Yeah, I'm I'm vibing. I'm vibing with it. I think the 49ers have a great problem right now, right? I think we talk about it a lot. Um, quarterback is currency at the end of the day, and they have three quarterbacks that they can go into a game and start with. There's a lot of times when teams only have one quarter, one viable quarterback and then a backup that can maybe get some things done. But the 49ers have three quarterbacks that they can go in and win games with. With Trey, we haven't, like you said, we haven't had a chance to see him. But when we do see him, he balls out. And so that's a good problem to have and someone that you spend a lot of money on. So you have a lot of hope in that. And then with Brock Purdy, I think John Lynch came out and said it just with his play from last year. He deserves to be the starting quarterback, right? But he deserves it until he earns it, you know, and, and you know, with these other quarterbacks coming in, they could challenge him. And so the, the position is not totally his yet, um, but I do like that concept of, hey, as of now, Brock Purdy's our starting quarterback, and he balled out last year. Jake, no matter how tall the man is, no matter, you know, what round, what round he got drafted in, Mr. Irrelevant, he showed up and showed out. And so I think – just with his gameplay, I think more coaches are going to look at drafting a quarterback a little bit differently now, right? Of course, you want a quarterback to be your franchise quarterback, but then also know, hey, if I get a guy late in the round, I could have a Brock Purdy situation where, you know, we're fighting in the playoffs and we're going against the Super a Super Bowl contender, you know? Um, that's – I think he's changed the game, and, and shout out to him. I know – uh, out in San Francisco, they're making a pizza with the Brock with the Brock Purdy, his number, and and, and cool things like that. So it, it's as an undrafted guy, I love to see it, Jake. So that's that's my thing on Brock Purdy. It's really cool to see um, his success, and I, I do hope that he comes back from this injury and is able to ball out. And same thing with Trey Lance, right? Like he had an injury game two, and that's just super unfortunate. You don't want to see that, and so these guys have a chance to go out and, and, and play and make some plays. And so Brock Purdy's our guy. I'm vibing. Let's go. <laughs> this is tough for me because I actually am kind of leaning towards, I don't vibe with it. it mm. It's there's something, something in the air here. Uh, it just kind of gives off the vibe that they're going to go with Trey Lance. Um, because if Purdy had won the Super Bowl, now they're stuck. You know, we saw the the backlash, you know, with you know, that that's actually a big issue. You know, I think Trey Lance would have been doomed if Purdy won the Super Bowl. We saw that with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. When when Nick Foles won that Super Bowl, that was Nick Foles' Super Bowl ring now. Even though Carson Wentz <laughs> got him led there, them yeah. there. Even though Carson Wentz, you know, was the MVP before he got injured at the Coliseum, which Ooh. you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were there. Yeah. Awful. Um, That's the thing is that if that had happened, you know, and Purdy had won the Super Bowl for the 49ers, they're committed to him. They have to be. He won you the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl since 1995. Like, there's no other way to put that. So he didn't win. And now, you know, the floodgates are back open. And to me, I look at it and I'm like, you invested all that in Trey Lance. He was the starter and got hurt. He wasn't benched. He had a, a freak injury and he played in a monsoon the first game of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that game was ridiculous. That yeah, I, I don't even know. Football's crazy, man. <laughs> Football's crazy. Yeah. I, I just like, I understand it's hard to play in the rain, like playing baseball, but like there's sometimes where I'm like, 
but they can play in that and they're they're going head it's a bunch of car crashes in the field and and you guys get i don't know but anyway my point is that football's crazy is that he it played is. a monsoon and then his second game he was out so i actually think either trey lance is getting outright traded on draft night or close to draft or he's their starting quarterback because i don't think there's an in-between here he's way too much as far as the weight on the roster brock purdy doesn't weigh that much on the roster i mean at the end of the day brock purdy was mr irrelevant he's gonna cost literally nothing like pennies but Trey Lance has that first round contract. Now that's not a Sam Bradford contract because the CBA has been completely, you know, revamped. The rookie wage scale is more affordable. Now back Mm -hmm. in the day, you had to pay like franchise money for drafting the number one overall quarterback, but it's still a first round contract and he hasn't really played a lot. So you don't really know much about him. So at that point, you, you ask yourself like, is it worth to continue playing him and try to maybe, jack up that trade value or do we just move on from him now and cut our losses and Mm -hmm. i don't cam you don't just cut your losses this isn't just a sixth rounder in 2025 like when the rams make those deals no this is a legit two first round picks that are out the window like if you cut your losses you wasted three first rounders because you traded two and then you drafted him you know so if you're admitting defeat you're admitting defeat I personally think he can play in this league. I believe in Trey Lance. And, uh, you know, this might end up on, uh, you know, freezing cold takes, but I'm going to stand by it. You know, he was somebody when I went through the process, I was like, he's one of the best prospects I've ever watched. And I understand he played at, you know, division one double a, you know, in the FCS. But let me just say this right now uh, to defend the FCS and defend North Dakota state, also known as the Alabama of the FCS. How many teams want to play North Dakota State? How many of those big SEC schools schedule North Dakota State on their their uh, schedule? Mm. Mm. Just saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, Trey those Lance games have usually... one interception too, mind you. Yeah, those are usually win 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 games. And if you play North North Dakota State, you might not come away with the win. Exactly. <laughs> you might go home sad. <laughs> exactly. You know, remember when uh, Appalachian State they knocked off uh, Michigan? Like Michigan was yeah. like a top team that big upset it's like that i mean who's to say that can't happen i mean north dakota state is is they're legit and they know where they know what they are they don't have to leave the fcs and carson Wentz came from there too i mean hey you got like you said you got some ballers over there and just to your point jake you just think about i know you put a lot of time in the draft process right taking the time taking notes watching film think about that whole organization for the 49ers those scouts that were like, hey, this is our guy, how many trips they've made to the cold for him, the conversations of the fans. So I agree with you, right? I think really diving, digging deep, investing in their guys and believing in them. I think that's important. Um, and the 49ers, right, it, we, we've, we've seen it. No matter who's at the quarterback, they're going to win football games with just with their program or who they have um, in that building. I think it's important. We talked about in our last episode, it it starts from the top down with John Lynch, um, with Shanahan, with the folks leading that organization. I think they are bound. They're bound to win. And so if that's the case, make sure that the quarterback that you invested in, make sure that he's he has a chance. He has a shot to win because the fans are going to be upset that all the folks who bought those Trey Lance jerseys who screamed his name on draft day. 
if they're not able to see what they screen for out on the football field and at least see what he can do, that's going to be disappointing. So get a man a chance. And I, I agree with you. Um, you know, seeing Trey Lance ball out on the field, I think that's important. But like I said, I'm I'm going the other way though, Jake. I like Brock Purdy starting the thing off and allowing, yeah, right. The Dukes are up <laughs> and then allow, and then allowing Trey Lance to go and win that job. I think that, you know, he has to prove himself in camp or he's going to be all right because Brock Purdy won't come back um, until the season starts. But I think it's going to be really important that, that we see where that goes, see where Trey Lance, where, where it nets out. Yeah, and it's almost it's interesting before we wrap this area of it up. Um, it's almost interesting because we get to see Brock Purdy now with like pressure on him now that people know who he is. And I think it, it's it's not to, you know, discredit what a UDFA or a late round pick goes through, because like you said, you can't make the team in the cold tub. We're going to keep saying that, you know, um, but. At the same time, you don't get the attention like the the first round guy gets, right? Constant media pressure and anything you say, literally at the grocery store, you could say you could look at someone weird and they're, you know, claiming that you said something to them. Like, I mean, you're under constant scrutiny. We saw Jared Goff. They were like the sun sets in the way. Like, you remember that whole thing? I mean, like people yeah. talked about that on talk shows for weeks, Cam, weeks Facts. And like you and I both believed that that Carson Wentz was the the better prospect, but like they talked about that for weeks about why he wasn't better than than Carson Wentz. Just that that one little clip that was on Hard Knocks. I mean, that's what we're looking at here. So you know, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how well you know Brock Purdy uh, kind of adjusts to you know people actually knowing who he is now. Right. Yeah. Uh, instead of Trey Lance, who, you know, I know it sounds weird. The FCS guy, right. The big 12 guy and the FCS guy. But fact of the matter is that the FCS guy got picked third overall and had a team yeah. trade up to get him. And it was a big yeah. scrutiny. So uh, it's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. Speaking of which a guy that's going to be under immense pressure, because I think he's going to be the number one overall pick Bryce Young canceled all pre-draft meetings. That's normally a good sign when you're projected to be in those first two picks that you're going to be in those first two picks. Um, but Viber don't vibe with cam Bryce young is going to be the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft. Yeah. Easy vibe, easy vibe there, Jake. I, I saw the other day, uh, the Manning brothers and their dad, Archie, uh, their dad, um, they had Bryce young at their, at their camp. Right. And to see that air on like NFL network, I'm like, Ooh, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, these guys have their own show during the football games throughout the week. And so they're known as some of the better quarterbacks to walk through, you know, the NFL hallways. And so for them to push forward a quarterback before the draft, that's like the NFL saying, hey, we all trust this guy. Draft him. Right. And so to see that he canceled his his meetings, it just sounds like the Panthers are like, hey, dude. Don't go anywhere else, anywhere else. Just prepare for training camp. Here's the playbook or here. Here's someone who knows a playbook. Go talk to them ahead of time because we're going to be ex expecting you here in North Carolina come start the season. So I think it's a good thing. And like I said, just, just to see the Eli and the Manning brothers um, stamp him for approval. After I saw that, I was like, all right, Bryce Young's a guy. So I'm a vibe. It's, it's a vibe for me. Yeah, I'm going to actually uh, vibe with this one as well. Um, I fell for it. I think the the media fell for it a little bit, the whole C.J. Stroud vibe, right? Um, you know, here's what I think happened. If, if they go this route, which 
you and I both, you know, we're not we're not fisticuffs right now. We're we're both <laughs> agreeing here. Yeah, yeah. You know, my thing, what I will say is that when you look at Frank Reich, former quarterback, pocket passer, guy that would prefer more like CJ Stroud. And I think that's why, you know, the vibes started kind of leading towards CJ Stroud. Um, best pocket passer by far in the draft. Probably the safest pick. And, you know, Ohio, this- Indiana, Midwest, not far. Fans can just travel. Yeah. Well, and then so so he's in um, he's in Carolina now, and and that's my thing. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, maybe he's tired of you know just the the guys that can move out of the pocket, uh, like you know like Wentz. But then I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense because then you look at Philip Rivers and you look at a little bit like he had a slice of pie with uh, Matt Ryan before he was ultimately fired. So. Let me be real here. I think there was probably some internal discussion. Um, you know, Josh McCown, the quarterback coach, Thomas, uh, you know, Thomas Brown, who we know very well, uh, former uh, running back, tight end, and, uh, you know, assistant head coach of the LA Rams. I think they all kind of had this internal discussion. They're like, yeah, CJ Stroud might be better right now. But Bryce Young represents what the NFL is trending in, the direction they're going in. If you look at all of the the quarterbacks we just talked about yesterday, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, those are guys that escape the pocket. They might not be straight up running quarterbacks, not all of them, you know, but they can run. But the whole point of it is that they have the pocket mobility to succeed at this level. And there has to be a trade-off here, Cam. Because we just saw Kayvon Thibodeau go last year. He is a freak of nature off the edge. You're seeing these guys now, edge defenders, coming off the edge, running 4-4-7. Like, I mean, it's it's getting to the point where we're going to see a 4-2 guy coming off the edge. It's going to happen. And then at that point, you need to have a, you know, you need to have a counter to that. Because not every left tackle is going to be able to stop that. And so what happens? Well, it not saying it's a foolproof method but having a guy that can take off and get out of the pocket and escape a little bit uh does help and i think bryce young a guy who didn't run as much as he could have in college a guy that's more disciplined this is not your stereotypical you know everyone looks at the rg3 comp uh anytime somebody runs why you don't run rg3 no no no. bryce young is really really smart he doesn't run to run he runs to set up the pass he really wants to throw down the field he's been compared to drew Brees. i see some jalen hurts right now in his game um i think he he's a combination of of those guys i think he's a little bit of russell wilson kyler murray i mean it might seem cliche because they're all kind of you know smaller in stature but he plays like that like those are those are pocket passers mixed with some runners there but he has the ability to run he's great athleticism i believe he ran a four five and i trust him to throw the ball make all the throws all over the field and be a leader and play for a big time program in alabama i don't have to worry about him whether you know the bright lights are are too bright <laughs> yeah yeah i mean he won the heisman i mean come on the, this guy has it all and you mentioned the drew Brees piece and i was, told you i was watching the eli manning and peyton manning piece with their dad and they compared him to a Drew Brees and like to get that compliment, 
is insane. Like not everybody can be compared to a Drew Brees. And so to get that compliment is next level. Um, I think, you know, the Panthers fans or whoever gets this young man, it should be excited. Um, I think one thing that we do have to note is staying healthy. He is a he's a smaller quarterback. And so when they talk about this with Kyler Murray, staying healthy, that's extremely important. If the quarterback's not healthy, we just talked about it, the Trey Lance piece. It's going to be tough. But I do think he'll be able to start right away. He'll be able to contribute right away. He'll, he'll be smart. He'll take care of the football. And he's going to win some football games. He's going to win a lot of football games. So uh, I like it. I, I'm vibing with it. And, you know, going back to your point uh, about being able to escape the pocket, we just talked about someone who has wheels, right? We talk about a Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, he might not seem like he can roll, but he can roll. And so, like you said, you need to have guys that can move around. I, I remember Bryce Young seeing a couple games where he's almost getting his head taken off, but he has that wiggle to be able to get out of it, throw the ball down the field and make plays. And that's what you need. And so the Panthers, if they're going to get Bryce Young, they have to make sure that their offensive line can block, Jake. <laughs> if people go back and listen to our Even Rams podcast, we don't want our quarterback running for his life, right? I mean, like you said, the, the, the defensive ends are getting faster. They're running four fours, four threes. They're going to have to run for their life, but they shouldn't have to do it every play, right? If you have a guy that can – a tackle that can slow them down and a running back that can go and chip protect, then okay, you know, we can work, we can work with something. But the fact that Bryce Young can move, um, he can evade the pressure, be smart, um, protect the football, that's what the Panthers fans need. <laughs> at this point, the only only time that they had something uh, great like this, I would say, is since Cam Newton, when they were able to go, um, you know, contend for a title, um, they might have another chance in this quarterback, too. So hype to see what happens in a, in a few weeks here. Yeah, I actually, you know, kind of going back to that offensive line piece, I think they got a really good looking offensive line cam. I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, outside of, you know, obviously the, the questionable nature of Austin Corbett, uh, suffering that injury at the end of the season. That really sucked. Um, I don't know if he'll be back in time for the season. If not, you know, they might have to draft somebody. I know they drafted Cade Mays last year, uh, sixth rounder there. Um, Brady Christensen is a third rounder from the 2021 class. He's slated to start. Um, Iki Iquanu, uh, who was their first round pick last year. He's their left tackle. They feel good about him. They paid Taylor Moten. Uh, who's going to you know be protecting the right side, and then um, you got Bradley Bozeman, who they they paid money to, you know the former Baltimore center. So, you know, I actually really like the direction the Panthers are going in. Dare I say, I think that they will win that division easily. Oh, I I do, and I said that Ooh, vibe, even if they vibe, went out, vibe or don't vibe, Jake. Are you vibing? Are you are you are you doubling down on that one? Oh, I'm, I'm vibing with it. I'm vibing Bryce young and the Panthers will be hosting a playoff game. Hot take, clip it up, put in all this, the, the believe social rack it up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we are running out of time real quick though. Do you vibe or you do not vibe with an NFL team drafting Tennessee quarterback, Hendon hooker, who I will add is 25 and coming off a torn ACL in the first round. I vibe with it, Jake. I you vibe do. with it. I, I vibe with it. I think I think they're gonna get they're gonna get him. Um, I looked at some of the teams that really need a quarterback right now. Um, uh, you got the Falcons, the Titans, the Jets, and the Washington Football Team. Um, you got De- Desmond Ritter, a Ryder, and Taylor Heineke at the Falcons. Uh, you know, I mean, why not get get a franchise guy uh, and, and see what he can do there? 
what I really like is the Titans. I know they got Ryan Tannehill. I know he's a little injury prone, but my man Ryan Tannehill also has wheels as well. He can run. And so bringing in someone that can learn from him, you won't start right away, but I think learning from a guy like Ryan Tannehill could be really, really beneficial. And Jake, the Titans are in Tennessee, my man. And so with with him coming in, coming from Tennessee, not oh, that's that's I like the fit. That's a good fit. You got a football fit, number one, because he can run as well. But then also you have a business fit. You're putting butts in seats. You're you're having the Tennessee fans just ride right on over to downtown, um, uh, uh, where they where they are downtown, Nashville. And, and, Nashville, sorry. <laughs> I've been there a couple of times too. Downtown Nashville and watching football games. So that's I think that's a business fit. They're gonna sell a lot of tickets, I think. And that's just I love that move. And of course, you got the Jets, you know, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Lamar Jackson piece, and then the Washington football team. I know they have Sam Howe and Jacoby Brissett. So I can see that being a fit. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. Go ahead, let's let's go ahead and run it up in the first the first round and kind of see where Hendon Hooker goes. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Hendon Hooker. B- big believer in him and his ability. Uh, I don't care that he's 25. He plays position that we just saw a 46-year-old play. Um, so I don't care about the age. Uh, the ACL, it's not in the 1980s. Uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, an ACL doesn't mean the end of your career. So that's so right off the bat, throw those away. Uh, I think he's the, the jack of all trades. He's not the master of anything, but I think he's absolutely a potential franchise quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and what I mean by absolutely potential is that he's absolutely a starter. Whether he becomes a franchise quarterback, that remains to be seen, but he will at some point down the road be a starter. He makes more sense for the Titans than trading up to get Will Levis, in my opinion. Um, So I don't think he goes in the first round, though. I think he'll go in the second. Okay, no vibe then. (laughs) No vibe, no vibe. So we got to wrap it up. Featured NFL player, big happy birthday to uh, a player that you know very well. He played for a team that you played for. Same position. One of the greatest ever at the position. Uh, happy birthday to Hall of Fame linebacker Derek Brooks of the Indeed. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 2014 Pro Bowl, or Pro Football Hall of Famer. Five-time first-team All-Pro. 11-time Pro Bowler. He was part of the All-2000s uh, team. And, uh, yeah, the guy's just, you know, he was really good at football. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, defensive player of the year. Just, uh, yeah, just an outstanding player. So uh, happy birthday to Derek Brooks. Yeah, I mean, Derek Brooks, what a guy. I mean, you think about your Ray Lewis's growing up, that was me. But then also you got your Derek Brooks. So to be able to play for the organization that he played played for, outstanding. Um, seeing him in the hallways, uh, seeing him in the Tampa Bay community is amazing. And I don't think a lot of people know this, but he actually works for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he actually has – Tampa Bay Lightning ring. So he's won a football championship and he has a hockey, a couple hockey championships. So that's cool. That he he's a damn he's a damn cool guy. Uh Derek Brooks DB. Um had a chance to podcast with him as well. I know the Lightning they have a couple podcasts. So a uh, special guy in my heart, special guy in the Tampa community, NFL community overall. So big happy birthday DB. That's awesome. Well, I, I love that. That that we can end the show now. That was great. Uh, <laughs> be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, review wherever you get this show. Uh, follow my guy Cameron Lynch fifty at Cameron Lynch fifty on Twitter. You can follow me at JK Bogan. We are at uh, we are out of here. Uh, thanks so much to BetOnline.ag. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.